On the night of December 6, 1978, two armed security guards responded to a dispatch from their supervisors to investigate a disturbance in Toriglia village on the outskirts of Genoa, Italy. The radio operator had received a terrifying call from another guard who had been investigating an apparent break-in. The guard had managed to get the words out, they aren't men, before his communication had devolved into unintelligible screaming. When the other two guards arrived, they found their colleague face down on the ground. As they approached his prone form, the seemingly unconscious guard leapt to his feet in alarm and leveled his firearm at his co-workers, seemingly unable to recognize either. This event is only one of several strange encounters the distressed guard would experience in the following months as, when revealed under hypnosis, he claimed to be an unwilling intermediary between an alien race that wished to communicate with the world's most prominent UFO investigator. This case file joined the theorists as they drop a few pints of truth serum and embrace broad stereotypes and bad Italian accents in the Zanfretta abduction encounter. Uh, case file 262 the zan zanfretta you should have you know we talked about you should have been like welcome to fucking ht when you hear your family eh? oh yeah <laughs> 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 oh, shit okay restart okay, this uh, hey oh, welcome yeah. to att when you're here your family <laughs> i'm Brayden. i'm zell i'm dan <laughs> And I'm your cousin Andrew, eh? It's for me, eh? Zell. <laughs> oh, shoot! Restart! Restart! <laughs> We're never going to finish a case file. Actually, hey. no, you got to leave all that hey. in. What? You got to leave all that in. This hey. has to be the normal opening. Hey! Welcome to ATT. When you're here, your family. It's a me, Brayden. It's a me, Zell. I'm Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's ashamed. <laughs> I can't come in after that shame. Yeah, you can. You're coming uh, in right now. Oh, Who it, are you? Huh? Miss, who are you? We're missing one more. That's good. <laughs> oh. It's all right. Dan's over here judging us drinking fucking fruitcakes. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Bottled fruitcake. <laughs> yeah, drinking. I got the whiskey sweats already. Fruit fruitcakes. I'm not making a joke there. That Dan, what are you drinking? Uh, it is fruit quake and it is the oh, holiday. It is the holiday <laughs> flavor say, for did you, hold on. did you legit quake. say fruit quake earlier when you told us pre-show? No, no, no. It is. Oh, I fruit said cake. fruit cake flavored Mountain oh, Dew, okay, but they right. call it. But the the name of the drink is fruit quake. Oh yeah, is what they called it. It's a great You're name. Fine, you know, it's a holiday flavor. It's uh, sorry. It sounds awful. <laughs> I feel like it was I mean, named. It's going to give you a fucking cake. cake. It was the sales aren't going to be that good in the south. That's so all. Any Mountain Dew's going to give you cake. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> should drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> Dan drinks enough Mountain I, Dew for everybody. Hundred well, percent. This is case file two sixty two. The Zen 
Freta. It's a fret UFO incident. Oh, fret incidente. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, hey, hey! Forget hey, about it. I'm podcasting here. Are we in New Jersey or are we? Hey, are we in Italy? Where are we here? That's all we got. Where, where, where yeah. the accents coming from? You might have to loop Dan in again because <laughs> forget, forget about, about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> Come on, Dan, crack another fruitcake. Join us. It's <laughs> so gonna funny. be uh... oh shit. Zanfredo. All right, we're, we're going across the pond. We're going. Oh, to, we're going to Italy, I, I Italy for this case. Hold on. This is the. You know, some people say this is one of. Oh, sorry. Some people say this is the most. A uh, well-documented case of UFO in all of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> the guy has two black flies and he's toast. He's over. This is three, baby. All right, uh, we're getting, Dan. Where, where's this case taking place? <laughs> sure, I mentioned it. Uh, yeah, it does take place in <laughs> in the, the general vicinity of Genoa, the city in, in oh, Italy. Uh, so, um, Genova. It's Genova. Yeah, I think it's Genova. Genova. Yeah, you're not pronouncing it quite right, Dan. Yeah, Listen, I'm, I'm okay. going to go ahead and, and apologize uh, because I'm going to absolutely butcher every Don't single apologize. Italian. Oh, yeah. Hey, just, just grab yourself a little fucking gabagool and it'll just yeah. come out naturally. <laughs> hey. I, got, I got olive oil in my veins, buddy. Why don't you lather a couple uh, little marinara on that when you say it, all right? A little gravy, huh? <laughs> Um, so, uh, like Brayden mentioned, this is probably one of the most well-documented cases, uh, UFO cases, um, in Europe. Um, and mostly thanks to one Italian journalist by the name of Reno Di Stefano, uh, who actually wrote a, a couple of articles, several articles about the encounter that we're going to go ahead and talk about. Um, and the case involves one, um, Pierre Zanfretta, who was a uniformed security guard, uh, who kind of had his patrol in the well, like I okay, said before. Oh, the, the, the way you're saying it, you're making him sound like fucking yeah. Paul Blart. This guy's not yeah, Paul Blart, all right? It, well, not even, dude. Okay, listen. You know who he worked for? He worked for the Institute of Vigilance. Yeah, put some respect okay? on his joke. fucking name. We're Dan. talking fucking Italian. We're talking Italiano Shield here, boys. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's like the Justice League, the Institute of Vigilance. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's a That's really cool. It's a. I listen. We need to put all security companies. We're putting you on blast for your shitty names. Paladin, right? get out of town. Brings yeah, Paladin. Footprint, footprints, <laughs> footprints. Stupid. Nah, all right. We need some. We need some better names. And listen. That's not even the name. And that's the English translation is better than our English security names. Come on, if you're a security guard. <laughs> You work for one of these shitty companies. Put a word in. Get on it. Yeah. Just be ashamed to carry that fucking flashlight whistle. All right. <laughs> Figure it out. Uh, was anyone surprised that they didn't call this case Italy's Roswell? I was a little. I think it's because it didn't have uh, as much. There's no shit. recovered craft. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no crash. crash. No crash. Yeah, no, no crash. crash. And I was, no, uh, I'm surprised it wasn't like the Zenfreda fucking bird heist. <laughs> I guess we'll get into that later. <laughs> I was thinking. The Casa Nostra. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's what we should name it. Uh, 
So the story kind of begins around 11.30 p.m. on the night of December 6, 1978, where Sanfreda was on patrol uh, in Torriglia Village. Torriglia. 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 Listen, I was baptized in the Mediterranean Sea. I think it was Torriglia. Torriglia. Uh, so when but he got, in all seriousness, I've been watching White Lotus season two, so I'm, yeah. I'm Italian. Then. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like any Italians listening to that, your American accent is really going to put them off. I, Man, I bet on, you Dad. say tortilla. Yeah, right. You don't. You don't say tortilla. No, I don't. Tortilla. No. Sometimes I say diarrhea. <laughs> That's a joke. When you have diarrhea, yeah, I say I got the diarrhea. Oh, that that wind that, that sounds worse. That's fitting worse. for what comes from you. Worse. It's, it's yeah. my like, Italian. Twist I feel like on it's it. more often that you like don't have like you do have diarrhea than you don't. I, I feel it, like you're I in agree. a constant state of diarrhea. Fifty uh, fifty. Really? <laughs> often you have to get up and like get there now. Yeah, <laughs> gotta go. Hey, did you leave a? Did you also? Sorry, on a side note, people. We had some drinks before this episode. You so had some drinks, obviously. Yeah, you're yeah, on the black flies, bud. Yeah, but I feel like Zell left in a bathroom break on one of the podcasts because someone messaged was like, "I really enjoyed the break where I got to hear descriptions of the bathroom." It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> and that sounded like some of some sort of like break after we went for a beer break. We left it on or something. What episode was that? Out. Yeah, it's not that you're taking someone, your bike into the bathroom with you. <laughs> no, no, I've never done that. Mm. <laughs> to figure that out, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Torgorilia. Torgorilia. I won't do it, Dan. You can go. There we go. Again, keep going. <laughs> you may continue, Dan. I just, <laughs> really? I, I'm, I'm saying you can continue. It's got up to Braden, Little I guess. Bum. Um, so Pierre said that he actually when he was on part of his patrol in this section around a uh, an area known as uh, Villa Casanotra he Ooh. spotted what seemed to be some type of red oval shaped object that he kind of estimated from, from looking at it up in the air is about 10 meters about 33 feet in diameter so there's something that wasn't supposed to be there um and you know things are about to get weird when he says that when he got closer to this Casa Nostra, which is a large, like, man's uh, structure, um, his car suddenly stopped. Oh, and all what? of its electrical systems... I've never, heard that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's fucking... Well, I'm, like, literally, if that happens to me now, you're like, well, I'm about to get be abducted. Probed. Where's the alien? But yeah, in the I'm, 70s, you had no idea. When this stuff happened to you, you just had... You were... Just like, well, this is, they wouldn't even, yeah, this is odd. They wouldn't even know to clench your cheeks. No, that's it. <laughs> they might even get out of their car to investigate what's going on. Oh, Big yeah, mistake. Don't bend over. <laughs> I mean, well, he had to do that because it was part of his job since he was near this, uh, near this building and he saw some lights coming out from the back in where would have been located the garden. And he thought these, beams of light as he described them he thought these were actually flashlights of thieves uh, people who were actually breaking in and, and stealing yeah, something yeah from you had fucking Peter place. Rabbit stealing from the fucking garden up there. <laughs> <laughs> literally you know he had bird burglars 
So the next thing in this account is that his supervisors, the people who were uh, at his station at the Institute of Vigilance, right, on radio duty. Or like uh, a command center, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. High-tech command bunker. Yeah. They remember him radioing in, but all they could hear was screaming yeah. from Pierre. Like over the radio. Over the radio. Hmm. <laughs> so... Ah! Yeah, and on the Zephyr other to- side, yeah, and on the other side of that, um, you know, they had the, the radio operator was just hearing him like screaming, like and unintelligible of what he, what he was saying. Couldn't really tell uh, what was going on. They asked him, you know, what's going on? Is there trouble? Is is <laughs> is Timmy stuck in a well again? <laughs> so what's that, Pierre? You saw several figures. <laughs> Ah, yes, they're huge, green, frightfully ugly, mottled skin. How tall are they? Three meters, you say. Any other distinguishing details you can give us? Blonde feet and yellow triangular shaped eyes. And that was the description that he gave he knew, of these. He knew Pierre really well, and that's why he was able to decipher <laughs> what he was screaming over the, the, screams, over the yeah. mic. Uh, as, as Pierre came around the corner, he said that he was going to, his idea, as he recalled later, was that he was going to, he had drawn his weapon and his flashlight that he had. And um, this is, hold on, this is a, like this, for like us in Canada, when I read these, like I know it's pretty standard in the States, but for some kind of roving security like this to have firearms to me is just, I'm like, Jesus, it, Buddy, it scares the shit out of me. What part of Institute of Vigilance don't you understand? <laughs> I guess so. like, come I, on, yeah. buddy. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus. Security See, guards, I'm, I'm security guards here are more like mercenaries, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, come on. He's well, all this is like, a, I'm gonna uh, pull my gun out. If I remember correctly, like, this is a doctor's house. Like, this is a wealthy neighborhood. Right. Right? So yeah. they're fucking, these guys are packing. Right. Yeah. Um, They're not riding segways, fucking <laughs> observing and reporting. <laughs> uh, so he had he had his weapon drawn in his flashlight, and as he came around the corner with the intention of surprising these thieves that he that he thought were you know burglarizing this this house, um, he said that he remembers being kind of t- touched on the shoulder or something, or feeling a presence directly behind him. And when he turned around, he was facing this nine foot tall mottled green skinned frightful creature i just gotta quickly add what he first like when one of the accounts that i read was that when he turned with the flashlight all he saw was like a torso like he's he's got his gun and he he's got this torso he's just like what the fuck there's just a torso of skin hopefully he's not fucking very short because he'd just be getting fucking green dick in his face (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then slowly like he leans the the flashlight up to see this like huge it's this huge hulking figure but the first description when he turns around he's like there's just a torso boom right in front of him and that With he has to like saggy he has skin. to scan it up yeah scan, R- wrinkly saggy, like saggy skin. skin fleshy 
saggy skin. And I don't know about you guys, but the descriptions from I because I I listened, I read to a couple things, I watched a couple of videos, and the picture that it put in my mind, I'm going to paint a picture for you of what I think it looked like. Do you know when you see the people who have lost a ton of weight and then got jacked? And they're jacked, but they have a ton of loose skin on top of like a jacked just frame. Just skinny in general, right? Like this, yeah. they got that extra flappers everywhere. Yeah, it's like puppy and skin. Like, yeah, and puppy just that. Skin. And he's just, but green. Now imagine that, but like green. <laughs> and you're like, I got it. This entire it's time. like the I've worst been, kind of Hulk. Well, I've been picturing <laughs> Abomination. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right? Like, that's oh, who, um, it's fair enough. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, now that's the last thing he really remembers. Uh, besides that, and then also the the creature being surrounded or being, he was also blinded by some type of aircraft, some type of triangular shaped aircraft. He said it was seemed to be a little bit flat, and then but bright and bigger than the house itself. And then he went to go cover his eyes, and then the next thing you know. Uh, two other guards were dispatched after they had gotten the ra- after they had heard the radio that Pierre Zanfretta was in it's, danger. They figured he was screams over the radio, and right. and I guess well the, the the second the next craziest thing for me in this being from Canada, obviously Italy is different, but you would think the next people on scene would be some sort of police, <laughs> not like more, more security guard. Because I was like, if if in in Canada right now, where I am, a security guard was getting beat up. Uh, he'd be blown outside. his whistle for the. He'd RCMP. be blown his whistle, and you know, if more security guards came, you would just have more security guards getting attacked. Like, <laughs> like they're not solving the problem. They're like told they can't touch anyone, so they just like get beat up and write notes as they're getting beat up. They're like, no, oh. he, no. he punched me with a left and then right. <laughs> so like they they have no power. So it's like this. I'm like. You literally have security guards responding, Ar- armed security guards armed responding security guards. to like an emer- emergency call. Again, That's what it again, is. I'll just remind you, Institute of Vigilance. Well, and <laughs> over the radio, like it comes in, it comes in like out through the screams. They're like, oh, "Who are they?" And there's like, he's like, "They're not human," right? Like, and so they're like. So, oh, like, not only are they going to help their, like, security guard camera, but, like, the, one of the last transmissions they just got were, like, they're not human. Like, what the fuck are you? The, call someone else. I get, <laughs> no, sorry, it's the Institute of Vigilance. Yes. I mean, this is... Some respect on it. Yeah, and maybe it's a, it's a, this might be the, the peak, right? The peak. Top and flight. the translation is just saying security guards. Because with a name like Institute of Vigilance, how can you get any higher than that? You can't. Can't. It's I impossible. feel like they're guarding the Pope. It's Italian shield. Yeah. So when the two other fellow security guards arrived on the scene, they said that they found Zanfretta face down. This was around 115, so a couple Pass of up. hours. Listen, <laughs> but like, think about that. Though. How often do you... when? When you oh, find somebody shit. laying prone on the ground, there's usually like significant injury or they're unconscious or something, right? I would imagine. Well, it doesn't happen to me. It doesn't happen to me often. But no, you don't ever see anybody laying face down on the fucking cement with their, yeah. there's not something wrong, right? No, just two kicks yeah, guy. That's guy true. got two yeah. kicks. Oh, he's fuck dead. that. He well, died. That guy died. He died. He died. He died. He's dead. Dead. <laughs> and they said that when they when they got to Zanfreda and they kind of, you know, went to 
to check on him. Uh, like he actually, like his, his eyes kind of just like snapped open and went all wild. And then he jumped up with his gun in one hand and the flashlight in the other. Oh, and they, oh, they freaked. Uh, take it easy. Huh? Hey, you take it easy. Hey. You take it easy, huh? You take it easy. You take it easy, huh? Take it easy. You take it easy. Hey, what are you doing hey. on there? Take it easy. You take it easy. Who's gonna take Who's it? Taking it, easy? Take it easy? Who's taking it easy? You take it easy. Okay, okay, okay. Take it easy. 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 Hey, you take it easy. Hey, 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 well, I'm pretty sure and then they slowly lowered their guns. Yeah. Because they had two. I think that was pretty accurate. Right? Slowly lowered their guns, holstered them, <laughs> yeah. and backed up well, every, slowly. Everyone knows if you work security, you have a like a hooker gun on your ankle. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. A little. Yeah, like little a small yep. caliber. A <laughs> little 22, yeah. little pea shooter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did you um, say I. Uh, I said sex, a sex worker's, worker's gun? gun? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I thought you said. That's what I thought you said. I'm calling the gun a hooker gun, not a person. It could be a brand. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Google hooker gun, and if what I'm thinking comes up, comes up, then I don't didn't do Google anything hooker. wrong. Oh, please don't. <laughs> don't listen, that's fucking idiot. He's hooker brain, gun. Brain's been giving great advice lately, so you should probably uh, take it. Uh, so Zanfreda jumped up from the ground uh, with his weapon and his flashlight in the hand, and he didn't seem to recognize either of his colleagues. He said, they said his eyes were just about bulging out of his head, um, and they had to convince him to kind of put it, try to convince him to put it, his gun it, down. Yeah, they had to convince him to take it easy. We just went over this. Oh, right. But they said that he didn't seem to understand. Like, he wasn't even, uh, like, cognizant of like what was going on, like what they were asking him to do. And in the end, they had to actually physically jump on him and disarm him. Was he still <laughs> waving his guns around? Shot? I mean, they took him. It's not, yeah, he was probably waving his gun around, but they had to actually, you know, take it away from him. And but it, so, so he's like stunned. Uh, he seems like stunned of whatever just happened. Yeah. To him. Uh, and then they took well, shell shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and the terror, like, honestly, I couldn't imagine a more terrifying experience for his colleagues to see, like, just picture that for a second. You, you're going to a call. Like, obviously, they probably are coworkers. They probably know each other. It'd be like the three of us going and seeing Dan and Dan having a gun and we having guns and Dan pointing his gun at us and be like freaking out. We're, we're like trying to convince Dan, like, what are you doing? Stop pointing your gun at us. We're not going to talk about true crime anymore. We promise. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then having to disarm Dan, obviously. He's very easily. Yeah. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> uh, no problem at all. <laughs> yeah. Barely an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they managed to restrain Zanfretta and they, they take him kind of to, I think they took him to like a local, like a bar or something. They took him and they kind of sat him down. And then when he calmed down, it was almost like he didn't even remember what happened or why everybody was kind of freaking out about, you know, like checking on him. Like, are you okay? Like what's going on here, dude? And he didn't really understand why there was such a fuss about when it just happened. Um, didn't really remember. So now this, this case, when they, when they had this, like, you know, the, they talked to him and this involved a UFO, which is something that actually that they're, they had a handbook 
that there was during the 1970s, there was an actual like procedure about what they had to do. And on uh, that well, handbook. Listen, like, Dan, they wouldn't be very vigilant if they didn't. Didn't have no, a handbook. Right? This is the yeah. Institute of Vigilance. Being the Institute of Vigilance, they had protocol for what. Yeah. UFOs, <laughs> contingency plans. They got them. Right. So yeah. what would happen uh, if there was a UFO sighting? And so the first thing is to pretty much uh, contact the, the Carabinieri. Carbonari. You're telling me this is a whole team of Batmans? What? what? The, the Institute of Vigilance? Like they got to continue. It's no, that would be the Institute of Vengeance. Vengeance. Oh, vengeance. oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I misheard. Yeah. Uh, so they had to call in like the Italian police actually to carry out an investigation because this involved an unidentified flying object. Again, this is like Cold War time. So it's like, yeah, this probably would be something that people would be interested in uh, to go and investigate. And one of the interesting things that they found like within, you know, like the next day or so about investigating the area, which Zanfretta uh, had had his encounter, is they said that they found some, uh, a couple of unusual marks that they said were about like, 2.7 meters in diameter. These like horseshoe or like half circle like marks that were not supposed to be there. Like indentations in the ground? Yeah. Like something may have landed? Like something may have landed there. Just two marks though, not like a tripod. <laughs> so we've talked about other times before, like three, like the three feet. Right. Yeah. So after this, after this encounter and this incident, like Sanfredo is kind of, you know, they don't know what's going on. It's like, it's the first time he's ever had this kind of uh, thing, like from from talking to his other colleagues and, and talking about... Um, you hear how they all vouch for him? Yeah, they all vouch like for him. Like, like they're, 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 listen, this guy's never had a fantasy or a weird thought in his head. Yeah, yeah. and real, he's, real, he's, he's, he's never, straight he's never once talked to me about hurting animals or killing people, ever. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, it, none most of those of things his, happened. Yeah, no, all of his colleagues. No, had. The, it, the weird thing is, is how, who says that? I would never. If someone was like, "Tell oh, me I what didn't, Andrew, I didn't I'd know like, they said that. I didn't know they said that. That's bizarre. They didn't. I'm making an exaggeration. What I'm saying oh, is, okay. it's a weird thing to say. If someone was like, "Hey, can you vouch for Andrew where he was?" I'd be like, "Let me tell you something about Andrew. He's never had a weird thought." <laughs> yeah, I, right? I agree. Yeah, no, I. All right, he's never, but I feel like he's that's never, also like he's never had a strange fantasy. He's never been into any weird shit, all right? Ever. Oh, that I understand. Guy, like, maybe they're guy. speaking for the Institute. Mm, right? yeah. They didn't want like, the Institute to look bad. It's either that or these guys were like secret lovers and knew way too many intimate knowledge <laughs> about each other. Like, well, that, that's where my brain went. I went, I went, this is weird things to say. So instantly, my suspicion was aroused. Was it? <laughs> is that not the term that you say? Oh, that, no, it works. It works fine. Sure. Uh, yeah, a majority of the, his colleagues, like they knew Zanfretta, like they've known him before he even worked at the Institute of Vengeance. Like he originally, like he was like a bartender. I guess he worked as a bartender and like his lieutenant knew him from then. And then hold got on, him hold a on. Job hold, sorry, there. Dan. Where did he, sorry, where? He's a Institute, carbender? What'd you just say? What was the Institute of what? Institute of Vigilance, what did you say? Oh, I, for some reason, I thought you said engines. And I'm like, did you say a different... I just heard it wrong. I was like, did he work in another institute of something that I didn't <laughs> know about? I, was, I just misheard you. Now, um, with this thing, they, what they didn't really want... 
uh, Zanfretta to kind of suffer from this. Like it, it, it's something this was totally out of the ordinary, but it was something that couldn't really be overlooked. The fact that he had colleagues that had to physically restrain him, like with a weapon, um, you know, it could be I a danger to himself and danger to other people. HR is going to have a field day with this boy. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, there was kind of like a the hesitancy to kind of put him back on the on the beat, but. It, he, everyone kind of said like, you know, I mean, it's just a one-off thing. Like it's, it's late Zifreta, at night. Give me your badge and your gun. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> give me um, your pen and, and your, your notepad. <laughs> no, he's got a gun. He's and packing. Gun. We know this. Maybe the gun's a personal thing though, right? <laughs> but the event was unusual enough to kind of, you know, garner some attention from the UFO scene, which was still, you know, it was there. Italy had their own kind of. How did they find out UFO? It's like he got some of his stuff got like posted like to the you know local newspapers and whatever. Like the reports got out like about what happened, Um, like just little tidbits and stuff. And then you know the news local newspapers ran with it, so people had a field day with it. So uh, Zanfreda, you know, they they had UFO people coming in and and asking him and, and talking to him about what he saw. And, um, on the 23rd of December, 1978, uh, Zanfrena agreed to undergo hypnosis to, to submit himself for hypnotic regression with a professional, um, named Dr. Mauro Moretti, uh, who's a professional. Moretti. Moretti. (laughs) And under hypnosis, uh, it's reported that Zanfrena remembered more about what happened um, that night, right? Before his colleagues had come and found him face down. Um, This is where you get some of the description, like a a more detailed description of what he said, uh, not only about these, the, the green skin, the triangular yellow eyes, but he also said they had something like big thorns and that their mouths seemed to be made of iron oh, and that there were these red veins that were on their head. Legit monster. Dick veins. Yeah. <laughs> they got dick veins on their forehead. Yeah. Either that or the anime characters. They had pointed ears and uh like they had arms with fingernails. Is this a Namek? <laughs> it's a Namek. It could be. Could be. Um yeah it could be large Piccolo. Yeah. It's probably, how tall is Piccolo? Seven feet? Probably seven feet. Oh, tall. Give him seven he's feet. Tall. Yeah. He's one of the tall, tall dude. Um, Fingernails. <laughs> and he said that it kind of came out that they came from the third galaxy, somewhere else, yeah. not from here. The yeah, weird yeah. thing for me is like when they described the fingernails, they said they were like spoons. Yeah, like right. cocaine. And I was like, basically, the big like, old that's cocaine. Like, they got drug fingers. Yeah, cocaine nails. <laughs> well, that's, on every finger. Like, boys, it's the 70s. Yeah. They survive on coke. This, this ET oh, race this survives on coke. And that's why they came to came to earth because earth in the 70s a lot of coke so these Boy, guys disco. came here scooping you can't tell by the way i got fingernails that are little spoons because i love drugs <laughs> i love drugs perfect it's a pretty good song now you like that we can sing it all you want to start again <laughs> now he said that these creatures weren't done at the, at the end of this, you know, within this hip, first hypnosis session, uh, Zanfredo was uh, in his transcript of, of what he was saying, that these these beings communicated to him that they would return soon and in greater numbers, like sand people. Um, Question for you. 
was totally interrupt and throw you off your little tangent that you're on and just ruin everything. Yeah. But the way these guys are described, they're green, they got horns, they got fucking red dick veins, they got all these things. Are we sure these are aliens and these aren't like demons? This is fucking Italy, man. Like how far away is the Vatican? Did these things escape from the fucking... They, from the, the confines tombs? of the Vatican Yeah, the archives. confines of the Vatican. Yeah. Like, do we know this? These sound like demons. Well, aliens and demons also could be one and the same. So you're not wrong. It's true too, but like, I've never heard aliens described like this before. No, these are fucking Some monsters. Scary fucking dude. Mm-hmm. You got you got horns. You got like fucking metal ass teeth and everything. Like that's scary. Like was the metal? Yeah. If you, was the metal maybe like a like a plate, like a covering? Could you mean like Bane? Yeah, something like that. Whoa. Maybe a move though. Our was it, was it? Are spoons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For drugs. <laughs> yeah, they are terrifying aliens. You merely adopted cork cocaine. I was born <laughs> into it. The drugs make me higher and higher. So just three days after his first <laughs> hypnosis session, it seems that the aliens were true to the word and they did return because on the 26th of December, Sanfreda claimed that he was kidnapped again by the same creatures. So number, This um, is number two. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second uh, abduction second experience. Second encounter. Just days after... He has his first, like, this is this is a couple weeks after. So he's he's being one. targeted. So th- this one occurred apparently on at 11.46 p.m. on the evening of the 26th of December. And the operator on duty at the operations center, Attilio Matza, uh, received a frenzy call for help. And it it was Zanfretta reporting that he was seemed to be surrounded by some type of thick fog and he was unable to see anything. Yeah, can and he you was just shouting say, can, this over the radio. Can you re-say, Dan, can you just do me a favor and re-say that line, but now pretend you're Ron Burgundy and you're in the the telephone in the phone booth. That's how I pictured it being yelled. <laughs> I'm surrounded by thick fog. I can't see anything anymore. That's how I, like when I read that line, I was like, that's exactly how I read it. He's just like it's having- afraid, uh, The fog lights around the control, right? <laughs> Relax. And in addition to this, Sanfredo was, uh, you know, reporting through the radio in his distressed tones that the the car was actually, he wasn't controlling it, that he, he had lost control of the car and that it was picking up speed. The car was picking up speed and I did not know what to do. <laughs> yeah, that was the best <laughs> Italian accent of the whole show. That was amazing. I just hear him yelling this out the window <laughs> on the radio. Oh, that was amazing. No. Oh, fuck. Does he have his oh, gun at this point? Where's his gun? That's it. That's it. It's over. <laughs> that was amazing. It reminded me of that. What's the skit from the what's the what's that show uh I think you should leave where he's like yeah. move your car? And he's then, like, not everyone knows how to drive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. That <laughs> oh, show's <sure> fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but neither did uh, Zinfretta because he was just wilding down the highway, apparently, uh, not in control. <laughs> And just four minutes later after his first original call about the the thick fog, um, he called in again, but they said that uh, the operator said that his voice kind of had changed. Like it it became much calmer and they said almost obedient sounding. Oh, shit. Just saying that. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Zell, hit us with this line. Come on. You got to do the Italian accent again. Which line? 
This ne- his, the next line he says in the in his calm Italian accent to the operator. But the last one was a yelling accent. Yeah, I can only do yelling accents. I can only do, calm I can only do yelling accents. It's true. It's Muhammad. I mean, Muhammad disappears when he gets quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's true. All right, fine. Let, let me off. Let me off the hook. If I can't yell, the voice doesn't change. So, <laughs> all right, Dan, take it away. So Zanfredo is reporting that the car had actually stopped and that he saw some type of light and that he was getting out of the car. So the, the operator this time... <laughs> he's like, he's probably so frustrating. He's like, this whole time, I guarantee you, the operator's been like, apply your foot to the brake. <laughs> apply your foot to the brake. You're stopping. He's like, don't get out of the car. Don't get out of the car. Uh, he called, he called the Lieutenant, uh, you know, the superior, uh, the Zanfredo superior, uh, to, to, you know, and warned him about what was going on. And at the same time, he also gave an order to two other, uh, officer security officers to go ahead and go start looking for Zanfredo. And once they got there, they said, you know, the night, then this night was definitely a lot different than the first one because first of all, the night was the weather was terrible. They said that it was pouring rain and that the temperature was next to freezing. <laughs> These guys are miserable. They're like fucking Sam Freda. Oh, Not again. Well, and look what day it is. Yeah, Boxing Day. They're like, God yeah, damn, it's, fucking, it's holidays, Sam What are you doing, huh? <laughs> um. And so one of the officers uh, that was dispatched to go find Zanfreda, he radioed in and uh, when they actually, they found his car and then they had to, you know, get out because Zanfreda wasn't there. He was nowhere to be seen. So they had to get out and go look for him. So once they, ex- you know, exited out the car, they walked a bit, it's like they walked a little bit of a short distance and then Zanfreda leapt out of the ravine that was next <laughs> to the car. Hey, hey, oh, And it seems to them that he had seen the headlights of their approaching car, and then he was to them seemed to be appearing to to flee, to run from them. Um, <laughs> Dude, this could uh, be like a scene from a fucking sitcom. Honestly, You're like there he is, and he's <laughs> running half naked. I imagine he's in his ginch. Has to be. You know, he was yeah. fully covered in mud. <laughs> he was full. So um, the report says. So the, the report does it. I mean, that's an important, I imagine him in white ginch with his gun tucked into his ginch. That's what I imagine. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the officers reported uh, is quoted as saying that he looked like a hunted wildcat, um, and in <laughs> fact, they had to chase him. Like they had to chase him down uh, in this, and and actually managed to. Uh, <laughs> They say immobilize him, so I imagine they had to jump on, jump on top of him. And in order to to bring him to the senses, uh, they had to slap him across the face a couple times. <laughs> Grab it like with a glove. Straight up. Zefrita. And what are you doing, then? And they said that Zanfredo was in obvious distress. Like he he was trembling, he was crying. Yeah, he uh, just slapped him. <laughs> well, he was saying he was he was saying things like they say they want to take me away. What will happen to my children? I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Like that's what he was oh, saying. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so oh. uh, once he came to his senses, you know, once he came to his senses, like he he led inve- the investigators like to where he had been abducted. And uh, hold on, Dan, just before you continue with that, 
We're going to stop, grab a beer. We're going to be right back. We're back. Uh, so I was just saying, uh, Zanfreda ex- experienced something there, like a traumatizing event. They said that he was in obvious distress. Um, he felt that these creatures were going to take him, take him somewhere or do something to him. Um, and eventually, like reluctantly, he would actually lead investigators back to the exact spot where he had been taken or, you know, by these, uh, by these beings. And then when the investigators went back there, there were reports that some of these investigators, they found these footprints, like large footprints that they said were over 50 centimeters. Oh, 20 inches. Over 20 20 inches. Right. That's a big fucking foot. That is a fucking huge foot. That's Shaq right there. And another strange There's piece no of the- way Shaq has a 20-inch foot. Buddy, that's a ski. There's no way. It's that's a fucking that, Shaq, yeah. Shaq wears a 22, size 22 shoe. What? What? Yeah. No way. The man is massive. No, no. That's a, <laughs> Look how long that's that is. He's actually- it, I can't even put it on camera. Shaq says he, he's actually a size 20, but he prefers a 22 for a little extra room. Makes sense. <laughs> that's a- Compensating. That guy's a big. That guy's seven foot four. <laughs> Overcompensating. I bet that guy's got. You know this. You know we used to joke that with the you know the same he's, dick on numerous guys. Well, he's got he's got my dick on Shaq's body. Looks no terrible. way. There's no way. Even, listen, dude, that guy. He better have a fucking hog, or it's gonna look tiny. Even if he had a normal sized dick, it's gonna look so small. If that right? massive dick, not that. to look small on a seven foot four. Right. Body. That's what I mean. I, that's unbelievable. So this could be Shaq. We're not can't the Shaq size. I'm not saying Shaq, Shaq size. Shaq, Shaq size. size. <laughs> yeah. Um another strange piece of the puzzle is that apparently depending on which report you read, it's either five or six shots had been fired from Zanfreda's pistol, his pistol, his Smith and Wesson. Oh so he wasn't taking it easy, is what you're saying. No. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> he was Unless fucking he's doing wild pops. Unless he's doing he some was, desk pops, there's a problem. Definitely not taking it. It was easy. not taking it. That's easy. a little bit of a big deal. I imagine, especially for the Institute of Vigilance, when you've discharged your firearm on the li- in the line of duty, you're like, at what? At where? <laughs> where were these bullets going? I don't know, some with the fucking 20 inch feet here. <laughs> like <laughs> so it, as for anything. Like Sanfredo was worried about his kind of credibility, and so were his superiors. They were all kind of worried about what, what you know, what, what was going on with him. So uh, the story was already kind of blowing up, and it was already something that Sanfredo was having trouble uh, kind of reconciling with. And he, if anything, he he kind of said that he just wanted to be believed. He wanted people to believe him about this experience that he had, that it was something very real had happened there. So he decided to, uh, or he kind of un- under the suggestion of uh, uh, Di Stefano, the, the the reporter who was following the story, um, and uh, like they kind of got back together uh, with uh, Moretti, Dr. Moretti, to have another hypnosis session on January 7th of, uh, what was this, 1979? So, yeah. yeah so like, I feel like this guy well, needs this is, more than a hypnosis session if he's draining yeah, his fucking gun <laughs> in the line of duty here with no, like, this is. Well, this one, this one actually went out and was 
televised. Like this one, mm. it was popular enough to what? be like, this is, and, and you, the can, reason, you can look this one up on YouTube. Like this is the one that you will find on YouTube if you look up this case. Like this is the one this, that they televised. And that's, beca- that's because of, like this case was starting to gain some like notoriety, like in Italy, like it was hitting the presses and stuff. So people were like interested well, how big in are aliens at this time? Like was the first Star Wars is out, right? Yeah, I would say. I would say these stories are are the print, encounters. Like, viral. When did encounters come out? Uh, close encounters. You talking about close encounters? Yeah. Close encounters. New Hope seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Seventy seven. Close encounters of a third kind. Okay. We're in alien. It's alien so times. Aliens. Aliens were out there. Like it. It was. Okay. It was. In oh the yeah, public. we know that. Well, aliens were popular at this time. All right. I mean, they had been popular. There's, I mean, there, there's uh, interviews with Sanfreda like later, like talking about um, actually, actually in one of his hypnosis sessions, I think they talked to him about like when was the first time you had ever seen, because they were kind of, they were worried at first, like maybe he was just having some type of hallucination, some type of, uh, you know, psychotic episode, something was happening, um, oh, you know, they kind of had some, or, or like some kind of, you know, fantastic not fantastic Voyage. in the, the good thing, but like a like a break or something. And mm-hmm. they were talking, they asked him, like, you know, when was the first time you ever saw like a science fiction movie? And he was like, when he was 10. And it was War of the Worlds. Like that uh, was the what he OG. remembered that kind of stuck in his head. Um, but for this session, um, he, he they put him under and they, you know, at, Moretti was asking him questions about, you know, what what exactly happened. And, you know, one of the one of the concerns is like, what happened? to the bullets, like what happened to the bullets in the gun. And like when they asked him about this, like while he was under hypnosis, uh, they kind of had him like the procedure was pretty much to put him under and then have him walk through the day. So it's like, it would be like the transcripts are like Sanfreda talking about like what he's doing as he's doing it. Um, so he's like, when he's in the, the, the state of hypnosis, he is like recalling things. So he's like asking questions. So these beans apparently like took his weapon and he was asking them, why are you taking no, my, not my gun? No, not my gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not so my gun. they took his weapon and I guess they, he says they like, they discharged it at some type of square, but he didn't hear the shots. Like there was no sound. But these things, well, just, well, shot. think about, think about Higdon's case. Right? right. Remember how interested they were in his primitive. Not only that, but remember how firearm? they remember how he fired the gun and the bullet kind of like, like he didn't hear the out. sound <laughs> and it just kind of maybe yeah. they have similar technology. Right. That's kind of where where my brain went to. I went this. I was like, I think they're taking this and they're shooting it because they're interested in this primitive technology, or they don't want like, this guy cool. fucking popping off inside their ship. Like it'd yeah. be it'd be the same as like if the yeah you can't, yeah, you can't blow <laughs> well, a hole in the ship in space, all right? To be honest, so like imagine like the four of us like dropped into like I don't know whatever some sort of like ancient civilization, and like we saw this guy with one of those like like rock throwing things, right? And we just like we raid him or we darted him with some tranquilizer, and like you don't think you don't think one of us would give it a, the give the little <laughs> rope thing a try like we what's would. this thing what is it like, yeah let's try it out like I, that's kind of what this felt like to me so like, they grabbed his gun like they, 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 they shot shooting. it at that they shot it at that thing like I feel like they were intentionally emptying emptying the well, like aimed at the no, sign no, or something right yeah yeah. but that's what I mean is like they're like they're like oh this is cool it's a primitive weapon you'd give it a try 
I see what you're so saying. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Why not? They, they, like they would, they're interested. They're light years ahead of this technology. They're like, let's like, this is cool. In my head, I feel like they're like just taking away his weapon. So he can't hurt anybody. But I mean, first you take the guy's weapon and you're like, let's give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go around back and shoot some. I've, I've always wanted to try one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. That That's exactly the thing, right? They disarm them and then they, it's like tourists, hey, tourists to go to Vietnam and they fucking pay $200 to shoot an AK 47 full automatic. Uh, the next thing that the these creatures would do after discharging his weapon is that Zanfreda kind of recalled them putting some type of helmet device on his head, uh, and this would this this equipment this device uh, would would reappear in a, other uh, several other of the abduction experiences that Zanfreda would go on to to recall that they put this thing on top of on his head, um, and apparently it, it cost him some amount of pain yeah, uh, so every time that they in, put this, in, this thing on. In hypnosis, he started yelling, no, the helmet's on my head. and I beg of you. It hurts. <laughs> and uh, it, then after that, they performed some type of examination, I suppose. Uh, this is when they apparently undressed him and yeah. uh, ran some type of device uh, over in his chest and torso. <laughs> There, there's no mention of probing. Um, there's no I mention of, of, I of mention invasive either. probing. There's why? implications. There's just why are you taking my clothes off? There's yeah, not why? too. There's not too many further. It's cold in here. What are you doing? There's not too many further yeah. like avenues you go after you take your clothes off. Only a couple. They just want his temperature. How do you think they get that? They gotta go in the butt. It's the most accurate. <laughs> so after after this experience like after this hypnosis experience um some of the under <laughs> some of the higher-ups kind of wanted the higher-ups in the institute of vigilance uh, kind of decided that you know it might be better if we can get him to do it, it might lend somewhat to his credibility <laughs> if we if we have him submit to a sodium pentothal test and here's the thing here's there's lots the thing of things. About this, there's a couple things. Yeah, let, yeah let's break this things. down a little bit. One thing to me is like, what gives me some sort of like, it like, you know, this sounds legit, is that the fact that his employer is being like, not just being like, this guy's crazy. Uh, sorry, Zanfreda, you're fired for all these incidences and, you know, go take care of yourself and distancing. They're like, no, 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 he's, this is legit. Something is wrong with this person through experience he has and everyone's backing him up. Like this, to me, I'm like, to even have his employer being like, you down to do something else because we got your back. Something weird fucking happened to you. Like, we have your back as long as you do, you know, do the hypnosis, do the sodium pentothal, the truth serum, whatever. We got your back. I was like, this is a weird thing to for an employer to do because Let's you think the employer truth serum very lightly. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> you think the employer would be like, hey, uh, he's on leave. <laughs> he's Listen, on uh he, he's on the best cop they got. He's the best cop yeah. they got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, he so, doesn't uh, pay by the rules. He gets results. Absolutely. For those who are not familiar with sodium pentothal, that is the it's commonly known as uh, truth serum, or it's referred to as truth serum. Just drunk serum, uh, isn't it? Yeah, all it, it just lowers your yeah. your inhibitions basically. Right. Listen, it like lowers listen, the cortical functions in your brain. Essentially, listen, baby, like, I'm kinda, on truth serum right now. Yeah. Uh, legitimately though, like and it's that's the problem sodium with it. black fly, baby. <laughs> it, it basically 
you know, you, you're inebriated. <coughs> and the problem is like the people who are pathological liars has no effect on them because they're going to lie. No problem. There's always exactly. lying. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. It's not, a, it's not, they it's don't have not to, a lie to lie. If, if you, you believe, believe it. it. <laughs> and, and, um, so yeah, so they went through with a hypnosis under the, under the influence of the, what was the polygraph invented? I don't know, but they didn't have him do a polygraph. That's yeah, what I mean. So why why you know, sodium pentothal? Like that's weird. That was the that was what they wanted. That's what they wanted. They felt bizarre. like I don't know. Go straight for that. It just seems. Well, yeah, I seems guess really these weird. are the same people like, that went to hypnosis first yeah. of all. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? That is true. 1902 true. first polygraph the bare bones. Yeah. yeah, yeah so what the sure fuck? This this place must be ran by wizards or some shit. Like none of this makes any <laughs> sense. <laughs> the Italians are like the polygraph. That's pseudoscience. Yeah. Get them in they, with the hypnotist. They got a <laughs> flair for the, the theatrics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when they put him under and they and they actually had this like Doctor Moretti, the first doctor, he refused to do it. He wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to do this because yeah, like, this is all. stupid. Why am I doing this? Uh, um, they had to actually go to Milan. Doctor uh, Bex, we are going to Milan. Yeah. Uh, for they had to go to the International Center of Medical and Psychological Hypnosis, where they worked with a professor, uh, Marco Marchison, Marchison, Marchisente, um, Marchisente, who was actually an authority on hypnosis and was recommended by Moretti. Like I think he had been was recommended uh, a by actually Doctor Sprinkles, is what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know he's legit. Uh, and so uh, they injected him with the truth serum, and then again they put him under for hypnosis. Uh, a couple other things. And this is what I'd be asking: like, about. is this like is this gonna consult the Dosh committee here? Like, can you fucking inject me? Like, your employer? Like, is this, <laughs> yeah, he's like, has, he's like, uh, can Wimis? I get a shop steward? <laughs> yeah, is this Wimis approved? Like, what's? <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine your work? You're like work safe, your work hey. safe claim after this? Yeah. Andrew, like, uh, we know you called in sick, uh, um, so we're gonna, you know, we're, no, it's we're not the dead. It's that. the green men with the horns and the saga skin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and we're gonna, you know, do you agree to uh, take a sodium pentothal? Pe- pentothal? Pen- what sodium is it? Pentothal. Sodium pentothal. Yeah, pentothal. yeah pentothal. one of those, one of those. tests. <laughs> uh, so they put him under here, and they came out with a little bit you know, eked out a couple more details about his experience, about him, uh, th- this mysterious green light that, w- that was emanating from the craft and lifted him up into this alien spaceship. Uh, they talked about, um, how he actually like, this is when he kind of started actually like communicating, uh, with the, with the aliens. Like it was coming out that he was actually like having kind of dialogue with them. Uh, the first couple ones, it was just him actually just seeing these creatures. Um, but the, the one when they, when they kind of put him under, under the, the truth serum is when they actually, he started to kind of talk, uh, with these creatures. Um, so the, the sightings in his experience, his abduction experiences, like wouldn't stop after that one. So he had another experience on the 30th of July uh, of 1979. Um, this is when he was patrolling on an actual, like he had a motorcycle He keeps patrol. going back to the same <laughs> job. <laughs> listen, listen. This, they took the absolutely... car away from him. They're like, it's a freighter. You, you, last time you, you don't drive the car, you lose control. Take the motorcycle. <laughs> I, there's no way this is a motorcycle. This is Italy. That's got to be a Vespa for sure. <laughs> yeah, so it could have been a motorbike. No, it's a Vespa. Um, yeah. 125 cc. So they did like his. 100% they downsized him from, <laughs> yeah. the, from the car to the Vespa. 100%. So, so, he, so he, went from, he went from a Fiat to a fucking Vespa. Yeah. 
Um, they actually did try to suspend his firearm license, like while he Real was. I mean, shocking. understandably shocking. Um, I would, but, I would hope, I mean, in a way. But no, he's, he's a rogue. Uh, he's a rogue. Zanfretta got the union guard. involved. Got their their workers' union involved, and they got it back. <laughs> that's what. So, you, that's what you um, do. Okay. I mean, that's what you know. Unions, baby. <laughs> Call your union rep. Um, make a complaint. File a grievance. Maintain <laughs> um, your firearm. And, and when he was put under hypnosis again, every time pretty much he has a, an experience, like they put him under hypnosis. And when he's talking about this one, um, he talks about that the he was actually given something from the beans. Like the beans were trying to give him something. They gave him some type of object that he described. It was like a, it was like a crystal ball. And within it, there was like some sort of pyramid uh, object, like encased within this sphere. And the way that the, the beans kind of communicated to him that this would be some type of a communications device. Like this would be able to, to show whoever was, was using it. Um, so like a that, crystal that ball. Would, yeah, it's a crystal ball. Fucking like, rub it. No, yeah. what's what are those? What are those fucking balls from Lord of the Rings? The Palantir, the Seeing Stone. Yeah, it's a Palantir, the Seeing Stone. Right? <laughs> we don't know. They're not all accounted for. The lost um, Seeing Stones. So, so he gave they gave him this this object, and they <laughs> while he's under hypnosis, um, Zanfreda says that that they told him that they wanted him to give it specifically to someone they wanted him to give it to an american professor and um what? so uh, so why yeah. wouldn't they why wouldn't they abduct a fucking american Go to america or why didn't they just abduct the american professor and give it right to him why are we fucking with Zen just, He asked them that question because the, in the dialogue, again, all of the, all of the transcripts of this, there's, there's a really, um, I was reading Brie. Uh, Why you me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, th there's a really good, uh, the book, Reno, Reno DiStefano, the, the reporter wrote a really great book. And it's a really great account of this entire case and like the, the, the dialogues that they have and all the hypnosis sessions. He's got all transcripted in his book. And, um, and this one, like, when they talk about this one, like he's ha he's talking to this alien and he's asking him that question, like, why don't you give it to him? Why do I have to give it to him? Doesn't make any sense. And uh, they just say, like, you have to give it to him. We can't give it to him. We can't get a hold of him. Like, it's it's he won't seems, answer our that's phone. Just God. how they say it. <laughs> what about? So I was kind of thinking about this. Is like maybe it's one of those things where it's like, however they're traveling here from this you know, this other solar system or whatever, they don't actually have complete control of whatever, like where they pop up on earth. Right. So it's like, they're like, this is the intended target. Like, this is one of those things like, Oh, you're from, you're from Manitoba. You know, Cody. Right. It's like one of those, like, Oh, you're from earth. Get it to this guy. Right. Like they <laughs> like don't, they don't know. Like their, their sense of distance is, is different. <laughs> yeah, like their planet, what, like however their planet works is like they're they here. They can like travel through oh, time and Earth? space. Do you know Steve? They can travel <laughs> through time and space, but they can't figure yeah, that like, shit out. Yeah, get it to them. This is who, who, this is who we're looking for. <laughs> um, right? Yeah, it, it, maybe it is some type of that, that situation. But um, while he's under hypnosis, like they're asking him, you know, who are you supposed to give it to? He says, I'm supposed to give it to some type of professor. Uh, aha, a Heineke, like he can't, he can't remember the name. And then kind of Professor Marchesen, uh, the guy uh, from the, uh, uh, from the center of medical psychological <laughs> hypnosis, 
uh, kind of, you know, prompts are like, are you talking about Professor Hynek? Like J. Allen Hynek, like Operation Blue The guy. J, the guy, yeah. right? J. Allen Hynek. And it's like, he kind of prompts me like, is that, is <laughs> that who you mean? And he says, yes, yes, Hynek. That guy. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Like, you're not what, supposed to do. Yeah, I don't know a do lot that, about right? uh, like and and about the process, but I would, it's not like leading the witness. <laughs> a little yeah. bit, <laughs> kind of like pushing. Um, do you know this particular person? Yeah, that rings a bell. That must be right. Are you <laughs> looking for the guy who's studying UFOs over in America, uh, <laughs> Professor Hynek in charge of Blue Book? That's that who you look for. Um, that guy. Yeah, and and after this session, like they would go on to to uh, to contact Heineck. like they actually kind of kind of wanted to to rope him in and, and and involve him in this, and they told him, you know, like we've got some kind of crazy stuff going on here. Uh, they said at first they couldn't get a hold of him, like they had to they had to go through his secretary. Yeah, well, um, Heineck's a busy guy at this point in time. <laughs> well, he was yeah, probably he was a heard professor. He was doing that stuff, and I imagine, yeah, I can't imagine like his secretary, like what kinds of phone calls she was taking, like all the time. She's like chewing, <laughs> sh- like snapping gun. <laughs> yeah, UFO. <Crystal> okay, <laughs> are you from? from Where Italy? was it? Love your accent. Like, Italy, <laughs> Italy, Italy. Okay, I'll let him know. <laughs> um. And, and they managed to get in a hold of him and, and kind of Heineck told them like, well, I mean, as any, I mean, Alan Heineck's a legit scientist. So he's just like, yeah, if you guys have something to give me, like some, some, some evidence, some physical evidence, like I'll be happy to take a look at it. Um, uh, whatever I can get my hands on. But until then, like, you can't really give an opinion like over the phone about like, you know, what exactly that they were dealing with. You got a crystal ball for Heineck? I'll let him know. <laughs> Anything to stop the fucking chewing. I can't handle that. Oh my god! An ASMR is that what it's called? Oh. People just chew into the mic. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> Make mouth sounds. <laughs> um. So again, like it seems that Zanfredo would experience like at least two more. Uh, encounters uh, with these, How many is that with these creatures. <laughs> it's about, I think he had about five or six um, encounters that, that they kind of, they talked about. Um, one of the, uh, you know what I like about of- this guy is because mostly whenever we have these encounters with multiple abductions, they're always like, well, I was just, cho- I'm chosen. I was chosen from when I was a child. They've singled yeah. me out. I'm special. And this guy's just like, I don't know why. I don't know why this is happening to me. I wish it would stop. Right? Yeah. It, it, like, you, you, that's pretty, that's a pretty good observation. Cause it's like, yeah, uh, for most of this, like uh, Zanfredo like doesn't want anything to do with this. Like when they give him the crystal ball, I think they actually give him two. Cause the first one he like spikes and he's like, I don't want it. I don't <laughs> get that it. shit oh, out of here. Wrong guy. Yeah. He, he, that's he shoddy craftsmanship. <laughs> I can't hear anything. What did I tell you? Not to me. Hey, not to me. Hey. Like he tries to give it back to Forget them. Or, or he, <laughs> but they, they give him one and it's kind of like, uh, he forgets what he does with it because they give it to him and he, he doesn't really remember. Um, there's some, uh, there's some rumor that kind of went around. Like uh, some of his colleagues had seen him come into work or, or come back from one of his shifts. And he had like dirt on his hands, like on his gloves and his hands. Um, and they kind of uh, surmised that perhaps like he had buried it somewhere. Yeah. Like he had buried this, this, this item, this crystal ball. I mean, it happens. And, like, listen, I fucking, I come home and my keys, my wallet, gone. Buried. No idea. 
I take them out. I put them somewhere. Fuck. Oh, do you play that game too? I love that game. I do that game too where... I, I even put special hooks up in a special spot for keys. Yeah, I've never it. once put my wallet or keys there. I yeah. lay them wherever they yeah. lay every single day, different spot every day. So it's zero, like a, zero it's a mystery. Lie. In the morning, I wake up and I go, Ha-ha! where are my keys? Where this are my wallet? And they're never in the same spot. My wallet was just gone for two and a half weeks and I found it like two days Did ago. you find it in between Literally. your seat? Uh, it was underneath pants, the couch. Pants pockets. Underneath oh, the couch. The underneath the couch. Yeah, don't ask me how I fucking got there. Yeah. I got to have, I got a feeling that fucking, because I, I asked now, I'm like, did you take my wallet? And I got a feeling he did and he grabbed it and then stuck it under the couch. For sure he oh, did. Oh, because he was guilty? He was yeah. feeling guilty? He didn't, yeah, so he lied, so, so he did it? Dude, I fucking, I literally went through my banking app and like backtracked my steps for two weeks and went to stores. <laughs> like one place I went to twice, I was like, I know you fucking have it. I know you have it. Now yeah. I feel like an asshole. So we're not going my, back there. My We're not going back a, to the air zone. We're not going back. My wallet has like my, it has like a little magnet on the inside of the wallet. That's my, also my key swipe to get into my work. So it's like, I need my wallet in the morning or else I can't get into work. Just wait for somebody else to show up. Hey, thanks. You got the yeah, door I, do. I, I have to. I've done that a couple of times where I'll be like standing in the cold, like, hey, thank you for coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, some other details that would come out of the the encounters, the hypnosis sessions, was that uh, Zanfredo was in contact with these beings, but the the primary point of contact was Almak, and this was the prince of what the the uh, these beings prince apparently of the saggy their, skins. <laughs> their species was called the Dargos. Is oh, what they sound kind of like themselves. lizard. They're like fucking lizard people, man. <laughs> Some type of reptilian species yeah. or something like that. They Lizard do, yeah. People. That definitely gives that vibe. Bunch of fucking Kurt Connors <clears throat> running around. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, green. Well, one of the descriptions that all like kind of stuck with me is that seemingly there was like an outer layer of skin that moved. Did you guys read anything about that? And I thought I that maybe that was some sort of like high tech spacesuit where it was like skin tight. And there's like a secondary like epidermis that just like was moving like that coated. I'll the- tell you right now though, this time of year you fucking like I could do it right now. I slap my belly and it moves for a bit. Oh, I know yours is <laughs> fucking moving for about two Woo! weeks. So yeah, damn. Yeah, right. Mine might not stop. Maybe it's just a thick planet. That's, yeah. just a little That's the Homer Simpson. Woo! What you're saying? This keeps wiggling. Yeah, it just keeps yeah. wiggling. The wave. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so Zanfredi's, uh, final, Zanfretta's final hypnosis session would be in, on August 28th of 1980. That's a fucking doozy. It's a doozy. And this is the one where they were at, like, they asked him, they, they were trying to get to the bottom of where the, lo- to find the location of this, this crystal ball that he had been given. And they had talked about, like, they gave him this and he was supposed to give it to Jalen Hynek. And, like, but where he buried is it? it, yeah. He maybe, um, may or may not have buried it. Yeah, may or may not have buried it. So they're trying to ask him these questions, like, specific questions about whatever. And most of the responses, frustratingly enough, is that Sanfreda kept responding with something with like a, the phrase along uh, something of the phrase along the line negative question for you tixel tixel well hey listen we already know this guy's already been in contact with his union rep we know yeah, <laughs> yeah. right like he's fucking not saying shit well i mean this 
the attitude you get from him does really line up with someone who does not, he's like, I don't want to participate in this process anymore. Right. It's like, uh, it, it, it lines up with this person was given this object. He buries it. And he's like, I don't, I told them not to give it to, I smashed the first one. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this. They're not listening. I'm yeah, I don't want him. to do this or the Dr. Hanky Panky. I don't want none of yeah, this shit. I'm not doing it. I don't give a shit. Go no. contact him. Leave me alone. Right? So they're like, when he's under hypnosis, asking, he's like, nope, nope. Negative for you. Next question. <laughs> nope. Not answering it. Next question. We done? Yeah. Next question. Yeah. And they, they really couldn't get any more information out of him. And it was almost like a frustrate. Like it, it's kind of a funny read when, when you read the transcript, because it's just like, it's just him. They're asking him really basic questions. Like, do, like, do you understand me? And he's like, yes. Nope. Like, is your name, <laughs> is your name, is your name like Pearson Freda? They're like, negative nope. question for you, Tixel. Like, you know, and it's negative question for you, Tixel. Negative Tixel. question for you, Tixel. What the fuck and is Tixel? What is Tixel? They don't know. We don't know what they Tixel is. Is Italian? Him. Well, they ask him, no, they ask him, like, what does Tixel mean? Like, what is that? And he's like, negative, negative. question for you, Tixel. Like, it's just, he keeps responding with that phrase. Um, so there is That's some what, I'm going to start using that. <laughs> so there's some kind of idea that either like he was being blocked or something because uh, a lot like as, oh as they, shit oh, I didn't even think about that right. like he was being controlled and something was in his brain answering right. for him so that, that's oh, one of shit. the I didn't even the answer. Well, it already happened right when he was <laughs> when they were radioing him that one time yeah he got all calm and fucking so they've already been in his brain they've been up in his guts they know. <laughs> no, man. Inside yeah, and out. Because in one of the sessions, like in one of the sessions, uh, Zanfredo's kind of it's it's recorded of him saying that like he he can contact the the Dargos like telepathically. Like he he can call them. He says like I'm trying to call them right now. Like I'm trying like he tries to call them from his head, but it, it causes him discomfort and pain to do it. Um, yeah, because he installed a fucking mobile phone in his head. <laughs> Right. Fucking hurt. Um, so there, there is that, you know, there is that suspicion that perhaps, you know, maybe it was some type of block if, if these, these beings had placed on, on him responding anymore, uh, to this, um, the creature, the, the Dargos had communicated to him apparently, um, that they wanted to, they were coming to earth because they kind of like, they wanted to communicate with us, but it's also that they expressed the, the concern that like, we're not ready. Um, that humans but are, y'all aren't are ready prepared. to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that they were just kind of either like they had ships, they had many ships, apparently like they had left their system, Sounds um, like a threat. which is like, uh, they had left their system with their planet or their star was dying. And so they had come to earth. Um, even though that earth apparently to them is like the, the, the climate of earth is, is not good for them. It is not ideal for them. They like when they come out on into the atmosphere uh, of earth, it pains them. Uh, so they just have these, like, it's like they, he under hypnosis. He, t he talks about like there, there are hundreds of ships in orbit around earth, just kind of floating around where the Dargos kind of, kind of live um, under the, you know, their Prince Almach, I suppose. Did you just slow burp um, to the mic? Me? Yeah. Yeah, he's been gripping and ripping. Slow burp to the mic. I, oh, dude, I heard it nonstop. It was like negative question for you, Tixel. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Okay, moving yeah. on. Touché. Moving on. 
Um, <laughs> after his final hypnosis session, like Sanfreda, like the entire case would just kind of like that. That was it. Like he he wasn't contacted anymore. Um, and and he pro- he really didn't want anything else to kind of do with this because he kind of fell into you know, obscurity. Uh, like uh, he, he was plagued by, they said, he, you know, he was plagued by pranksters and people calling him like in, in like phone calls day and night. When his health, um, his health declined like crazy. Yeah. He started, um, dude, his hair started falling out. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, like the, either the, like the Welcome stress the of club, these encounters or the attention, like it was taking its toll. Like he put on, he put on weight, uh, uh, like kind of in a short amount, like I put on a, a good chunk of weight. And that, that's just like 14 kilograms or something. Um, that's, that's, those are rookie numbers. 14 <laughs> those are rookie numbers. Um, Zanfretta. So yeah. It's, Have you seen it's Brayden in like the winter? Up. Have you seen Brayden in the winter? <laughs> Pump those numbers up. <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, you would just kind of, everything was just kind of just returned back to normal. Like he went back to being, he got his job. Like he, he kept his job as a security guard and he just kept doing How? That. This amazed me. Union. Yeah, they gave this guy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can't. You got to uh, fucking kill somebody to get fired. Put that guy on dispatch. All right? Like, no, they put him on a Vespa instead. Yeah. Like, he can't drive a car. Put him on the hey. Vespa. Like, no, put him in the office. No, listen, this guy's never had a fucking uh, fantasy in his in his head. Never weird yeah, thought. Yeah, that's right. He's good. <laughs> never, Everybody else here, there. weird thoughts, fantasies all around. This guy, none. Never. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a really. I would say when we got into this case, it sounds it it does. Of course, it sounds outlandish. This report of these these strange. We didn't like, even talk about the weirdest part of this aliens. entire case, Dan. We did. We missed it. No, <laughs> not the crystal ball. No, <laughs> what did what did the fucking aliens burgle? Oh, oh shit! We didn't even talk I about, about it. that. We didn't even fucking talk about it. The most bizarre part pretty of this bird, whole thing. Pretty bird. So yeah. <laughs> In, so in one of the <clears throat> sessions, uh, Sanfreda talks about like the, the aliens were communicating to him that when when they took him the first time, like he talks about, uh, they kind of go back like you know why did you take me the first time? And it's like yeah we were we were we were searching this area for something. We took you, and then we took two other two other. It's like two other organisms that we thought were alive. And so they had these, so like, what were these other two, uh, you know, they're kind of asking, you know, the, the other, the people, the participants in the, the hypnosis session are like, right, who are, what are these? And so the, in the police report, um, in the report, like what had actually been taken, there had been things actually taken from the house. Yeah. Not the, only that, the house had the fucking door ripped off the hinges. Yeah. Door was I don't I didn't read that in that thing yeah, yeah it was yeah, ripped no, no, off no. the hinges it, and like the walls were damaged from yeah. the force the sheer force the, of the door the sheer being ripped force off. of the door being ripped off the hinges fucked up the like the walls that connected to the door which Fucking is outstanding crazy. which means like makes me think that like it was pulled so hard that like. off the hinges and it like the jam itself was like fucking rocked the walls like it's and two of the objects that had been stolen from the house and hadn't been recovered were two stuffed birds. Taxidermy birds. Taxidermy birds. Pretty birds. And there's the dumb and dumber joke. That all makes sense yeah. now. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, so it is assumed that when those the, the creatures were referring to these two organisms, you that they sold my dead alive, bird to aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Might have taken these two birds that they thought were alive, but were not. Uh, yeah, it's it, it is it is a strange case, but um, what I found what I found like interesting about this case is how well documented that um, again, Reno DiStefano, the the journalist who, who covered this is like, it, his book is really good. Um, That's that Zanfreda case chronicles of what was it? Chronicles of an incredible true tale or something. Yeah, the Zanfreda's case chronicle of an incredible true story. Well, um, the, the other <laughs> remarkable thing for me is that like we've been doing this for a long time. And a lot of times when you have someone that has this kind of incident, you see this distance deals, from buddy. this. You see this distance. Yeah, well, that's one I, thing. But deals you, and see, tours. you see that you see this distance from the person like the employer would be like, whoa, ah, no, like friends, family, like, ah, it's something, you know, literally everyone, Look, employer, hey, it's, it's, friends, it's families. When you hear your family. You hear your family. Said, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Like, come on. But like everyone had this guy's back. Like they're like, no, he this guy is not crazy. This guy is not crazy. Something nice happened to him. He he's never had a crazy thought. Right? Like he he's a good guy. Th- everyone has his, this guy's back. Like they're like, something genuinely happened to this guy, and we need to get to the bottom of what in fact that was, if anything. So to me, I'm like, that adds credence to it. And then the other part that I'm like really adds from studying, like from researching a ton of these cases. One thing that always interests me is when you have a character in these stories, it's like, fuck this, <laughs> right? They have no interest in being involved at all. And Zenfreda, by all accounts, he's like, no, crystal ball, go fuck your crystal ball. I'm bearing this shit. I don't care. I'm not giving it away. Go, you give it to himself. I'll smash the first one. I don't care. You're ugly. You're ugly. You're both <laughs> ugly. I don't care. I'm not helping. Right? Like he he's, he how, he wants nothing to do with this at all. He could be doing the Italian circuits, right? All through Europe of, uh, oh, uh, 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 it's me, the abductee. <laughs> right? Like he does it. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> uh, Had that in the back pocket. You've been waiting on it. You've been waiting on it. That was good. That was good. Right, but that's what <clears throat> that's what makes this one really interesting to me is because I'm like it has all those factors that I like to see. Why that- did they put it on TV? <laughs> well, that's one weird thing. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Why did they put it on TV? Why did this guy have like a fucking hypnosis session on TV? Because the initial slow reports caught fire. Right? The slow news voice. days, right? <laughs> well, no, it, it caught fire, right? So everyone was interested in this guy. Like, you think Zanfredo would be like, fuck that, dude. Why do I want to be what? on here? Look yeah, like but an it's, asshole. You're going to make me look like a fucking chicken. No, it, right? I've it seen hypnosis like, shows before. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, I've seen that. I've been there. What it sounded like to me, though, is it sounded like to me is like this caught a little wildfire and it was getting pushed by. Like, this guy's obviously full of shit. He, this guy, like, what a liar. And his employer, his friends, everyone's like, no, no, like we'll, we'll we'll pay to have this stuff. I'm like, this guy's for real. Like, it, it seemed like there was a group or community like pushing the narrative of like, no, something happened that we can't explain, and we will try to do everything so outside of a polygraph to. Uh, but it's not like anyone's making money off it though. Like, it's not a sideshow. Like, it's on TV. Like, There's money being hey, made. Zemfreda. What is like, that? Is it? Is it on the fucking uh, the like PBS? <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Italamundo oh. or whatever. <laughs> Italamundo is fucking. 
But anyway, it's it's interesting for sure. Like, if you've never heard of this case, look it up. Hashtag look it up. This shit is fucking wild. It's bizarre. It's 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 interesting in the fact that... It's crazy, yeah? (laughs) It's It's a wild one for sure. Yeah, just just the sheer amount of... It's like he's he was targeted. They didn't get what they want every time. Is what it seems like. If the, if you're to believe no. all his stories, multi, how many in the end was it? Because we didn't we didn't cover them all, right? They, they like, like in eight? his in his hypnosis sessions, like some of them, it's like these things. The Dargos like they threatened him. Like, yeah, they're like, listen, <laughs> motherfucker, help us, you bitch. We're gonna kill you. Uh, Zanfreda expressed yeah, some, fun, some fun guru, worry, right? some concern because, like, in their first encounter, that's uh, hey, listen, this is that's their fucking problem. They chose the wrong country. Yeah, <laughs> showing up and threatening people. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, they, awful. <laughs> Italians. I love you. You're great, but you're all mean. <laughs> you're mean. <laughs> they're gonna tell you like to go they, fuck off. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, fuck uh, eh? You know don't who my uncle it. is. Yeah, don't worry about it. Eh? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so it came to Canada We'd be like Oh sure oh, yeah, okay, No problem yeah. bud. Where's this crystal going What's the address Yeah we'll set it right there But don't worry yeah. about it It's cool I'll ship it first class With Canada Post That's right But No reason Hey don't raise your voice pal It's all good here Yeah they, but they legit Like were upset with him It seems like Which makes it seem like They were the, He was like the only person They could really contact And they were like Displeased We fucked up this With this They're like Fuck worse, eh? yeah. Why did you get to him Like cause I'm like Go to someone else <laughs> Give him the crystal balls Don't you break this one <laughs> I swear to god Guy fucking just turfs The These first thing they give Fuck this thing <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. This guy Zenfreda is my is my hero. Yeah, the guy's a beauty. But he's a gangster. Yeah. I, I swear, I promise everyone right now that if I'm in the name of humanity and <laughs> Zenfreda, if I'm ever abducted and they hand me anything, I will fucking turf the first thing they hand me. Yeah, absolutely. No. Not doing it. You're secure for AIDS yeah. and renewable energy. Yeah, here's, here's all the, all <laughs> the universe's thing. secrets smashed. Yeah. Oh, we only brought yeah. one, so uh, sorry. <laughs> well, you better go home then. You, they come to Braden. To, you have to deliver this to the world leaders. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I know how this. Yeah, I know that, how this ends. You'd, hey, listen, you'd be found just like Zamfreda was, fucking prone with yeah, your ass face, in the air, being like, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Probe me, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. What do you want me to do with this crystal ball? You want to put it in my ass? You can put it in my ass if you want. That's fine. Yeah. It'll come out sooner or later. <laughs> Probably pretty soon. Yeah, knowing you, it's coming diarrhea. right out. It's yeah. not, it's yeah. not fucking. And full circle. On sooner. Back to the diarrhea. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, Back it's a cool- to the diarrhea. <laughs> diarrhea, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, let us know what you think. Hashtag look it up. Uh, what do you think of the Zamfreda UFO encounter? We want to know your thoughts. Uh, we're going to be posting on socials uh, all week uh, leading up to this case file and during this case file. We want to know what you think. What happened to Zamfreda? Fuck you. Uh, tell why us. Would they, why would they continue to the, give this guy a gun and send him out if he was crazy? Uh, you know, we want to know. What are your thoughts? Let us know on all socials, YouTube. Uh, fucking TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, we're everywhere. You did I say YouTube? I just said YouTube. Everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. 
Anyways, yeah, fun case, 100%. All right, who do we got for Theorate of the Week? Brayden had a special, a special mention he wanted to say. Did you not want to pit <laughs> the pro would, and, co- oh, pro, yeah, pro yeah, and against? Hold on. This is Theorites me, of the Week. This might be, it, it goes to Andrew, but I, I will claim it as my own. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course, thanks. Well, Zell fucking teed you up. I teed you up. That's my bad. Great. So yeah, no, we're, we're, this is a blanket, a blanket. Where, think of this as a, sh- we're shaking a blanket of Theorite of the Week over everyone. And we're, and that everyone is all the Dan, the pro Dan's and anti Dan's. <laughs> Over, you know, the who got heated. Three weeks. Who got heated oh, over the heated. murder? The murder oh, three weeks. God, the murder oh, three weeks. God, murder three weeks great. almost destroyed the show. I believe. Yeah, we, <laughs> we literally we had lost. people threatening to stop listening. I will fucking did, stop listening if we Dan had, doesn't had, say a word we next had people file. that left Patreon and were like, "Fuck Dan and his shitty attitude." I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm and, not supporting uh, the show anymore. I love yeah, it. and I've had it. I've I've had it like. <laughs> Send, send messages and be like, yo, it was a joke. The whole thing was a joke. He's yeah, he fucking here. chill, man. He's back. He's it's He's all back. good. Please, please come back to support in the show. Please. It was a I joke. I took a trip to Thailand. Leave yeah. him alone. Mm. Maybe good. I went a little too far. <clears throat> right? I don't know. Ah, come on. That's why the joke is, that's why it worked perfect. Because it, yeah, got, it joke got people go heated. Uh, Theory of the week goes to everyone. Yeah, all you goes, fucking suckers. A little blank. I'm a little shaking the blanket. So you're all, however, and I'm letting it, letting it come down nice and light. So spread it amongst yourselves. You're all point zero zero one two five the of the week. Yeah, it, uh, you can add that on the back end of your names or whatever. It's not going anywhere. We yeah. sprinkled, you know, it we, so we sprinkled in a little uh, HET politics and really got you riled up. You had to take a side or okay. the other. You had to yeah. pick a side. Well, it's civil war. ATT yeah, civil, was, war. ATT was civil, civil war. ATT civil war. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, but anyways, we enjoyed it. So <laughs> yeah, we had a good laugh. Was it NW Wolfpack? What was the other one? When there are two NWOs at one point. Yeah, just NWO and NWO Wolfpack. Right. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, and if you're not supporting the show and you're not one of those people who left for yeah, uh, come back. <laughs> come back. Yeah. We're just kidding. Please. We're just kidding. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Come oh, and support us. <laughs> yeah, come and support the show, right? Eh? Yeah, we're here, your family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing stronger than family around here. Oh, God. Hmm. Anyways, if you're not supporting the show and you want early access, ad-free, the first to hear the terrible jokes we make that almost ruin the show, you got to go to aliantheorist.com, hit that support tab, send you to Patreon or Supercast. They both do the same thing. Uh, if you're a Spotify user, Supercast is the only one where you can listen to the classified feed on Spotify. This week's newest supporters, we got Arno. Listen, hold on. Before you start again, who gives a fuck? We don't give a fuck about any of that shit. Look at this. It doesn't work. Don't, doesn't don't work. Put your, put your hat back on. Yes, yeah, awful. Put it back on. <laughs> Actually, hey, listen, you want people to pay? Turn off the blue light to see that fucking thing. <laughs> then they'll definitely pay. Turn on the real light. No, I will not. <laughs> I cannot do. <clears throat> Where'd I start? Arno. Michael O'Shea. Lord and Savior of a certain religion. Jesus is supporting the show directly. I believe. Yeah. Nice. Like Thanks, Jesus. Well, and then where's the rest of his followers? They should all be followers. They should have 12, yeah. 12, hey, 12, 12 disciples right behind them. Listen, if you love Jesus... Better get yeah. on fucking Patreon. He's on yeah, there. What the fuck? And all the other gods of different religions, you should get on Patreon too. So everyone's equal. Octo Jesus? Yeah. Get on there. 
We need a full pantheon. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we need a full 12. Is it 12? Is usually 12? We already discussed. We're bringing Zeus back. We talked about it in one of the other case files. There you go. Yeah. Right? We're bringing Zeus back. Come yeah. on. Pick your religion, pick your god, and support in his name. And, and we support him. Or her name. Yeah. Or their name. Or Hail Zeus. Storm Rydberg. That's a dope name. That's cool, man. I hope it's cool, man. That will be in the triangle. Kyle. Oh, fuck. When a floor. <laughs> when a floor. Is someone trying to fuck with me? No, I don't think that's a real name. That's a real name. <laughs> All right. That's a real name, yeah. Rumple Foreskin goes up in their tier. Fucking great name. Jake the Snake. Name. Woo! That's a good name, too, actually. Drew P. Wiener. That's, that's a great name. name. <laughs> that's a good name, too, yeah. Michael. Oh, I already read those last two. Yeah, you read those ones. I read those last two. You don't get read twice. Hey, hey get read those ones. See you in after hours. Look at those chins. <laughs>